You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Vanessa Diaz, back for episode 431.5. Wow, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, Airing on Friday, September 22nd. I definitely almost just said December, and that would have been weird. (laughs) Today, I'm going to tell you about two backlist titles that are not super thematically linked. You know how we do around here. Sometimes I have a very strong theme, and then sometimes there is none at all. I can tell you that both of these books just immediately popped into my brain when I sat down and thought, okay, it's fall ish. The weather outside is not quite agree. But what would I want to read in the fall? Or what have I read in the fall that gave me good fall vibes that's not completely and totally fully, you know, witchy, ghosty, etc. Because that for whatever reason, I like to say for, you know, October forward. And that's I just both of these books immediately popped into my brain. They're both YA, which I didn't intend, but we're going with it because I think both of these books are just such a little warm hug in their own different and, and kind of Vanessa type of ways. Once I, You'll see what I mean when I tell you more about them. And I will do so right after we hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Revel Fiction and Double Take, the first book in a breathtaking new series from Lynette Eason. Detective James Cross has been honorably discharged from the Army Criminal Investigation Division due to wounds sustained. Meanwhile, physician assistant Lainey Jackson is going through some things. She's 18 months out from an attempted murder perpetrated by her ex, which ended when she managed to grab the weapon and shoot him. When he appears to have survived and is back to finish the job he started, Lainey insists it's not possible. But someone is trying to kill her and she does keep seeing his face. So Lainey and James must work together to find out who exactly is after her and why he wants her dead and failure is not an option. Pick up Double Take by Lynette Eason for tight and fast paced writing. US Today bestselling author Lynette Eason will leave you breathless with this new book. It's the first in a brand new series. Thanks again to Revel Fiction and Double Take, the first book in a breathtaking new series from Lynette Eason for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by National Geographic Books. The Cave is the incredible memoir of Imani Balur, a young doctor and activist who ran an underground hospital in Damascus, humanizing the enduring crisis in Syria. The only woman to have ever run a wartime hospital in Syria, she saved many from the atrocities of war while having to face the patriarchal conservatism around her. Amani Balor is a game changer. Listen, she will be remembered as one of history's greatest. She's a passionately committed humanitarian, and she is determined to help others escape the horrors that she survived. Make sure to pick up the memoir, The Cave by Amani Balor and Rania Abuzaid for a memoir that expands on the 2019 Oscar-nominated film by the same name, which documents her experience running the hospital, shielding children from horrific sarin attack, losing colleagues, trying to employ more women in the hospital, and eventually leaving and becoming a refugee. So make sure to read about this amazing woman. And thanks again to National Geographic Books for sponsoring this episode. So my first pick is A Cuban Girl's Guide to Tea and Tomorrow by Laura Taylor Namey. This is a YA romance. And yeah, I think it's classified as romance. It definitely has the HEA. So we're going to go with romance. And this is a book that so many people, I'm talking at least 10 to 12, uh, which, you know, is a lot for one book, were telling me about when it came out because it just has so many things that I love. And so if you like everything that I'm about to tell you and you want to read more, the companion novel to this book, which is called A British Girl's Guide to Heartbreaks and Hurricanes, comes out, I think, on the 26th of this month. It's told from the perspective of a different character in the book. So I think you should still have read the first one, but it's a 
very different story and it's about so like in this one that i'm about to tell you about now we have a character that goes from the states to england and then this follow-up we have a character who's going from england to the states so there is that little setup so this book a cuban girl's guide to tea and tomorrow introduces us to main character lila reyes who has just graduated from high school and she has all these really big exciting life plans everything is full of promise and possibility she intends to take over the family panaderia for one with her sister, which is a, a bakery. She's going to move in with her bestie. So that part's all squared away. And she's for sure going to live happily ever after with her boo because they're in love. And like, what what about any of this could go wrong? Of course, all of it. <laughs> because life is quickly like, <laughs> mija, baby, sweetie. Uh, no, none of that's going to happen. Her best friend bails on her, her boyfriend dumps her, and then her abuela passes away very suddenly. It's quite sad. Lila is, I keep calling her Lila in my head. I don't actually remember whether the audiobook pronounced it as Lila or Lila, so you're probably going to hear me go back and forth between the two because Spanish brain. But uh, so yeah, she's she's sad. She's, you know, really devastated because she was super close to her abuela. And, you know, who wouldn't be sad if like that trio of things happened to you back to back to back? She's doing so poorly at this point that her parents are concerned for her mental health. Like She's just really not taking any of this well. She has kind of an alarming episode that is clearly brought on by some really big unprocessed grief. Again, all of which is understandable. And so her parents decide that what she needs is a change of scenery. And so they send her off to England for the summer to stay with family, hoping that this change of scenery and being with different people, traveling, getting to do some new stuff will be the thing that sort of snaps her out of whatever it is that she's got going on. Lila goes, but she is not happy about it. <laughs> she's kicking and screaming about it the entire time. From the second she lands at Heathrow, she's just immediately finding ways to be annoyed by the people, the weather, the quaint countryside. Like all of it is annoying to her, even in its, you know, idyllic state, because it's unlike the, what she knows, which is like the Miami sunshine in every way. But, you know, this is a YA romance. And so just when she's decided that England isn't her cup of tea, but she meets Orion, this really charming, delightful tea shop clerk who essentially sets out to show her everything that she's been missing about, you know, that place across the pond. As I mentioned, so many people told me, but like, do you know about this book? Vanessa, do you know about this book? Hey, have you heard about this book when it was coming out? Um, I don't remember the timing of the release exactly. It is possible that they were sending it to me because I had, you know, had a little bit of loss in my life around that time. I did lose my grandfather a few years ago, but really I, th I think it was everything else about it. It's kind of the white hot center of a lot of the things that I love. It has a Latina main character. It's set in England, specifically the countryside. It involves tea and like pastries and a person, you know, a woman, young woman, traveling to like find herself. These are all things <laughs> that I love and or have done <laughs> specifically ran away to England to find myself and came back, you know, leaving my corporate career to go be a writer. And really all that's missing here is some witches and like a gothic element, maybe a mythology thread, and then it would really be the full Vanessa package. But without those elements, it is still a fantastic book, such a sweet story. It made me miss the English countryside so much, all of the little tea shops that I would wander into and have just a really slow and delicious afternoon tea. It made me miss travel, but really it's also just the characters. Like it is a really touching story of watching a girl go through this really formative period of her life with tons of questions and having to sort of navigate big life shifts when things happen that 
completely go against all the plans that you'd made. And, you know, that is, I think, relatable for a lot of people. So it, it's such a sweet story. And again, this new companion novel takes a character that she meets when she's in England who kind of does like the reverse and comes to the States. And I'm sure that is a culture shock in and of itself. Also, if you are an audiobook listener, this one is narrated by the fantastic Frankie Corso, who is kind of an auto-listen when I find out that she has narrated a book. So if you audio, does not disappoint. I love Frankie. She's great. So again, that is A Cuban Girl's Guide to Tea and Tomorrow by Laura Taylor Damey. My second pick is one that is actually coming from my TBR. I have officially started it, but haven't been able to finish it yet just because, you know, I've got lots of other things I have to read for work. But I actually talked about this book on another one of our podcasts. That book is This Poison Heart by Kaylin Barron. So I was on an episode of our science fiction and fantasy podcast, which is called SFF Yeah. The general or the general, the normal hosts are Jen and Sharifa, but Sharifa was out of town. So I hopped on with Jen, who was kind enough to sort of softball me a theme. And that theme was fall vibes in SFF. And because, you know, we all know whispering the words fall or autumn are essentially a summoning spell for me. And so I reported for duty uh, quite happily. So again, this book comes from my TBR. It is a YA contemporary fantasy. And the author's name probably sounds familiar to you because what has Kaylin Barron not done lately? She is the author of Cinderella is Dead, of You're Not Supposed to Die Tonight, which is a really splashy YA horror that's out right now. She has a story in this really great YA horror anthology called Night of the Living Queers, which, you know, A++ title, like that's... I would read it. I am going to read it for that title alone. And also has a story in another anthology that I believe is coming out this month, possibly next week, uh, called Mermaids Never Die. So just doing so much stuff, so much excellent stuff. All of these books are on my TBR, and I can't wait to get to those too, because I'm absolutely loving this poison heart. So what's it about? It's about a young woman named Briseis, which if anybody doesn't know, that's a name from mythology. So again, just you got me on all angles. But anyway, Briseis has a gift, and that is that with a single touch, she can grow plants from tiny seeds or take them from tiny seeds to being fully bloomed. And she keeps this power kind of a secret from most people, really hiding it from everybody except her adoptive mothers. And that's because she has been trying to sort of hone and harness this gift, but has met with what I, a term that I coined on the SFF podcast, which is plenticular mishaps. Um, I'm entirely too proud of that term and I probably shouldn't be. But anyway, she keeps running into some, you know, setbacks in trying to kind of test out this gift. And so she refrains from testing it out too much more, lest she cause even more harm than she already accidentally has. Then one day, Briseis, who actually goes by Brie, finds out that an aunt of hers has passed away and she has left Brie her house. It's this dilapidated estate in rural New York. You can see why this is already scratching all of my itches. So Brie and her adoptive moms hope that they, you know, when they get to this house, maybe now that they'll be surrounded by plants and flowers and some, you know, they get some isolation, that Brie will finally be able to learn to control her gift. But this new house, mm, hay algo. There's, there's, there's a little something. It's kind of sinister in ways that no one saw coming. It's got a mysterious set of instructions. It's got this big walled garden that so happens to be filled with some of the deadliest plants, botanicals in the world. It's got all kinds of secrets. And so there's clearly more to this sudden inheritance than Bree and anybody else could have seen coming. But Bree is determined to figure it all out and hopefully also finally get control of these gifts. So, I mean, let's look at this. We've got an old, almost certainly haunted estate 
plants, not just plants, but plant magic, witchiness kind of, you know, commuting with nature. This is just dripping in fall vibes. And if you haven't already kind of gotten the impression of what I was going for with these picks, I'm basically getting ready to go full-blown mood with my reading. Like in September, I'm kind of going for vibes, things that are kind of cozy, again, maybe haunted. Those things maybe sound like they aren't, you know, they shouldn't belong together, but for me, they often do. I'm not going full-blown witchy, ghosty vampire, but I'm like... I'm on that landing strip. <laughs> and so both of these are fitting that bill so perfectly for me. I went through and listened to a little bit of my first pick again, just to kind of remind myself on some of the finer details. And then I'm now again diving into this book and they're just oh, so perfect for this time of year. So hopefully they find their way onto your TBR as well. And also for this uh, Poison Heart, the sequel in what I believe is a duology is already out. So if you want to keep on going, you totally can. And that is called This Wicked Fate. And that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much to today's sponsor. And thank you, as always, to our fabulous editor, Jen Zink, who just, if y'all only knew, if y'all only knew the things that she does to make sure we sound good by the time this sound hits your ears. Because let me tell you, it's not a smooth process all the time. <laughs> for more recs or general bookishness, make sure to check out bookriot.com. And don't forget that we have a ton of other bookish podcasts available for you at bookriot.com slash listen, or you can just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. I will, as always, drop a list of all the books that I've mentioned today in the show notes, which you can head or find, I should say, by heading to bookriot.com slash all the books. And don't forget, if you have a moment to leave us a rating or a review, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlists, we'd really appreciate you taking this few minutes to rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you rate and review podcasts, because those reviews help other book lovers to find us and listen to people like me just go on and on about books and haunted houses. <laughs> Until next time, happy reading. I hope you enjoy today's picks. Thank you.